Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. <clears throat> so this week is a little bit of a uh, um, uh, kind of uh, groundbreaking news where uh, I'm... Uh, this is the the first episode where I'm not currently wearing them, but the first episode that we're recording where after I have my first pair of glasses. Um, so I'm uh, slowly uh, beginning my descent into uh, senior citizenry. Um, and I picked them up today um, to, uh, to do everything. And I can definitely for sure as hell uh kind of read it's essentially using them at, at night for driving and then uh <laughs> it just makes me sound old to begin with um and you know where do i collect my uh my social security at um but then also for far distances um so since i was in vegas for work a couple weeks ago like i could not read shit on a screen uh that was you know more than 10 <laughs> feet away to save my life um and, you know, I put them on tonight walking back and I could read, you know, stuff like two blocks away. So that was uh, a definite uh, improvement there. So, um, so yeah, so I'll end up having to get used to those over the, the coming weeks. But that, that should be uh, interesting. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I I had glasses at one point and then I just stopped using them. Like, I probably need to get them again with all the eye strain from computer bullshit. Um I mean, well, that's consider- what I'm surprised they lasted so long without them, just specifically because of that. I mean, I did just spend like an hour straight staring at a CRT monitor, about approximately six inches from my face. Yeah, and I mean that that's so. going to be a difference for for that. Where I mean, a lot of the difference between CRT and you know LCDs and all that stuff now. So, oh, I know, but I got to I, I got to adjust a little bit of that today. Got that fixed. I mean, if it makes you feel any better. Um, you may be able losing your sight, but I'm apparently already going senile because the issue with the cabinet that I was having after I got it to the house was somehow the ground wire and, and live and a live wire got switched and like where it was going into a trans, uh, like, uh, and, something yeah, in the bottom of the a, cabinet. Yeah. Just a, something that's not connecting the right thing. It, I mean, that's yeah. legitimately, we've come like light years ahead and we've got, you know, two terabytes that can fit into like the size of your finger and shit like that. But then like when you build a desktop and it's kind of the same thing that, that goes towards a cabinet, like the connect the connections from the motherboard to the fucking tower are the most inane and like turn of the 1900th century like connections and like mapping this wire goes here this wire goes here and i've built uh you know a dozen desktop computers i've switched those wires more times than i can count luckily nothing blew up um but yeah it's i understand that frustration where you're just like everything is right and you're like maybe i should take everything out and try it over again and then that's when you end up finally <laughs> catching that yeah, so I got that fixed. I paid a guy basically $100 to come out and reposition two wires, um, which was fun. Um, yeah, how, I mean, how did it turn out? I mean, what was uh, any uh, fun stories for the move? Um, so my uh, my neighbor was like, I was telling her, she's like, what are you, why do you have all these people coming? I was like... Well, I'm moving an arcade cabinet. I get an arcade cabinet. And she's like, I have a cabinet. Uh, why don't you do, how much are you paying for that cabinet? I'm like, Jane, it's a it's a arcade cabinet. It's it has a video game. Oh, you could put video games in this. And I'm like, No. 
This is a giant machine with a cathode ray tube monitor. I don't. What's a cathode ray tube monitor? It's an old style television. Well, you could put one of those in here, and I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you. You know, Pac Man. You know. <laughs> um. There is that. Um. The movie itself was pretty pretty uneventful. Um. Uh, someone uh, ate all my goddamn pizza that I ordered. <laughs> yeah, the the age old tradition of uh, beer and pizza uh, <laughs> to 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 basically get everybody over to to do the move. Yeah, there was only three of us, and ordered three medium pizzas and a and a and, a, and, a, and some garlic knots. And when I went to actually eat, there was like five slices of pizza, and I went. Who ate a pizza? <laughs> I, I I don't care. I'm like, who the who the fuck ate a whole pizza? <laughs> like, who did that? I have it. I know who it was, and I'm very disappointed in that person. It's a whole the whole damn pizza. What? Uh, so have you actually been able to play anything on it yet, or is it still just trying to get all yes. the all the stuff working then? So I basically spent today um, with that guy. He gave me a quick breakdown. Um, I told him what I paid for it, um, you know, after he had fixed it and everything, because the, the side vinyl, um, I haven't, because I haven't posted any pictures to any of our chats yet. Um, the side vinyl is in really good shape. Oh, awesome. So, um, the only thing that would need to be done, um, is that there are certain parts that need to be repainted and I need to sand off some rough rust and replace some locks that were drilled out. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like it's in really good fucking shape. It still has the original monitor, um, and it's the best fucking monitor I have seen in person on an arcade cabinet in the last like three or four years. Um, it's a fucking monitor. Um, I actually, uh, and so he helped me with that, get that, um, we were getting that straight, um, and, um, got it all set up. He basically adjusted the monitor for me. Uh, to get it appropriate, I went and tweaked it a little bit uh, afterwards. But um, you know, gave me the breakdowns of that. Um, told me where I could find some games off this one guy and helped me with the sound issue a little bit. Um, if he if he actually had the the speaker with him, I would have gotten one of the speakers is distorted. Okay. Um, and I want swap that out um the cool thing about the neo geo cabinet is that it has headphone fucking jacks oh awesome <laughs> so um yeah so i you know i was using those i finally got all three all three uh it's four slots i have three games um and they're all not great <laughs> and i was immediately like so i spent a little bit of time with it got it hooked up i for some reason uh, like there's something wrong with like either a fuse and a series of outlets or whatever that downstairs mm-hmm. so like none of the outlets in the dining room where the cabinet is actually work right now um so i have a i basically went up to my game room and i basically ripped out the the uh, power strip that i had out of there and um or the game closet i should say uh, ripped out the the power engine cord that i was using the feed power in there um which wasn't crazy. I, I'm hardly never in there um so, because I don't have the proper seating arrangement for in there, um, and I just go and buy those again and rig it up. But um, so I got all three games enough to run on the board properly. 
uh, got that in there, got that all tightened up. Um, and I basically jerry rigged it. So there's a cord just dragged across the living, <laughs> an extension cord plugged into a power strip, dragged across the living room, uh, plugged in so the, the cabinet can work. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to do with all those outlets, but it'll, they'll get fixed, I guess, at some point. So, um, yeah, so I played a little bit of that. Actually, I don't know if you saw my, uh, our, uh, my message in our group chat, uh, but I actually just sat down and beat King of the Monsters. Uh, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't caught up with that, but I, I did see that one come through, but I didn't see any of the follow-up <laughs> there. So, Yeah, so uh, that, um, I was immediately, I just sat there. I basically, um, all I, so I did that. Uh, today and just base fucking sh- uh, shin and mess around with that a little bit. But I just sat there like downstairs. I basically turned off all the lights and the only lights you have are uh, the coin slot because the marquee, uh, the marquee lights are broken. Okay. Um, Meaning the which, ones that are it's up like top, a panel like over your head. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, like, I don't want to say like who fucking cares, but you know, it's such a small thing. Yeah. I mean, eventually you want it working to be like a hundred percent complete, a hundred percent functional at some point. It's like, you don't need it right now to just, just, you know, hack around with it. But eventually you want that, you want that to be tip top shape. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that like the replacing that's probably the last thing after I get the metal piece off, metal pieces off and basically sand them and repaint them. Um, there's only two. I have to do the joystick and the overhead part, and I've got to replace the drilled locks. Um, the drilled locks are probably going to get re- one of the first things I'm actually will probably get done before the others because I've cut myself on them twice already. Okay. Um, so I'm tired of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for right now, I'm basically focused on getting games. And, you know, I mean... And the the marquee lights, even when they're like um, like working, impressive. Um, it's because the way that the four slots set up, um, really, it's really not impressive. Like it, the the artwork is never like really illuminated, and because like you're sliding in the mini marquees, and like it's oh, never yeah, yeah. like you don't see it and go, you don't see it and go. Wow, like you do with some cabinets, like um, some cabinets really like the old school, um, like a lot, a lot of the old school cabinets really, really like made their marquees like fucking artwork. Well, that's what, um, and then even going to Galloping Ghost, like you see, like the you don't really think about it, but you see like the variation in a lot of the old school cabinets and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. there, and how like that was a, a part of the, <clears throat> like definitely a part of the. Um, aspect of the game and not just you know an afterthought uh whereas with the, yeah. the neo geo cabinet you you have it's you know what for like the four kind of window like little panel mm-hmm. windows across the top right so you have yeah. you know much smaller space to work with yeah in comparative like you have like people like you have like these masterpieces works on with old marquees and comparatively the neo geo's marquee is a third grader scrapbook of what they did over the summer because um, those marquees, because they're interchangeable, they don't actually use the they use it to the best of the, its ability. And since it's a big red, um, because there are different variations in Neo Geo cabinets, 
one thing I found out, I don't know if you actually know that, but um, outside of the board slots, there are actually different variations of the housing within those boards. Mm, I mean, so I, I imagine that there's probably going to be something that was a variation of just kind of the internal components layout or logistics just over time and then due to uh you know the need to to kind of keep tinkering with it so i, I imagine that there's probably a couple versions because there's never been a piece of electronics that i've wanted to to touch or play with or figure out and it's been like well you need to figure out if it's version 1.1 or 1.1a or version 2 or version 3 now version 1.1 and version 3 are the same just different numberings but then everything else is wildly different you're like what the fuck can't you people just like maintain something that like goes logical progression uh, yeah so yeah i, I understand yeah. that there's different <laughs> you know pieces and layouts and all the yeah. stuff inside yeah so uh, not only like the cabinets themselves are actually designed differently so the, with the marquees the way they set up the you basically have to basically pull a panel out and you you pull the, you like basically like unlock it and pull it up and you've got the backdrop panel with everything with other cabinets, that marquee is basically completely exposed. Those pieces are completely exposed, and you fucking just slide them into the top. So, like, they, the Neo Geo has never used, regardless of, you know, has never <sighs> used that marquee space properly. At least in at least ones that I've seen in, in my research. Um, like, some other countries have, um, you know their own ver- their versions of neo geo cabinets and they actually look much more colorful and um not just very red black um, yeah but um yeah so i mean all those i've got it um i've got the the slots all all the games are working um i have come to realize that i hate samurai showdown yeah, um, it, I mean, it's one where, again, I'm horrible <laughs> at it, but I, I love playing it from a nostalgia point of view, and every time we go somewhere, like, I'll play it, and then, like, I just get destroyed, I'm like, okay, that was fun, and then I just, you know, keep walking, but it, it's one that's, you know, uh, definitely on the, the bottom end of nostalgia for me, but still uh, still there. Yeah, yeah, like, I, um, it's funny, so I've never liked Samurai Shodan, I've played it on different systems and stuff, and now I can say I fucking played the arcade <laughs> version. Um, <laughs> which is still a fucking head trip. Um, so I I've played it on multiple systems and I have just never liked it. And it's funny because somebody's like, "What games do you have?" I'm like, "Man, fucking King of the Monsters and Samurai showed like, <laughs> like just like the most disappointed. Like, you know, you take like the only way I could compare it is like you got an N64 for Christmas, and it's been out for a little bit. And the games that you got were like Pilot Wings and like Cruising USA. Yep. And you're like, well, okay, well, Pilot Wings is kind of a game. Or like and when Cruisin's I bought Dreamcast, kind of fun. When I got my Dreamcast and I got Hydro Thunder is the first game I got for it. Yeah, that was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I could very easily see why if like. I can definitely see why the guy got rid of the cabinet if he didn't have any games for, you know, if these were the three games that he had, I mean, I just beat King of the Monsters, you know, so are you King of the Monsters now? A King of Waste and fucking quarters. Jesus (laughs) Christ. So can you switch Um, it to free play or no? Yeah, so it is. Um, So the way that it works is, um, 
So it's set on free play, and I actually don't know how to turn it off of free play. Okay. Uh, but you have to... Ch- you have to trigger the quarters to actually select your game. Oh, okay. Because there's four games in there. So um, you could put it on free play, but you still have to put a quarter in, um, which kind of makes sense um, from the way that that's designed. I could probably go and turn it off, but what, you know, but I was like, I was playing King of the Monsters and I was basically, uh, I was trying to keep track of all the continues and I'm pretty sure I wasted 10 bucks. I would have wasted 10 bucks beating the King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. And the only reason the game is so fucking cheap and I'm sitting there like playing it and I'm like, this isn't even well designed. I'm just wasting fucking quarters. It's like the point where the comp- where the computer gets like in the last level the computer has like seven health bars. Okay. Not on like so generally with like those old games and stuff there's a lot of hidden variables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely sitting there because the win in King of the Monsters you have to own it. Um which makes me think that they obviously had a wrestling game that's designed. Okay. And basically just reskit it yeah. just reskit uh, because the monsters pile drive, hip toss, um, uh, and and suplex, regardless of the monster. Well, that that's an awesome segue so, to the next topic. So that that's very uh, <laughs> ironic that that's exactly what what happens there. But that we'll continue on and then use that as our pivot segue. But yeah, that's. I, I imagine so. that. I mean, there's probably tons of other games that have done that in the past. <clears> I mean, <throat> hell, it's like Michael Bay trans are using Transformers uh, graphics for uh, the island and shit like that. So uh, I can imagine back in the day, who who made that? Yeah. Was that Neo Geo or was that done by like a uh, THQ or like uh, Data or, that's, or uh, Data East or something like that? It, it's. It's an SNK game. SNK, yeah. So I mean, so that's what uh, I mean. Yeah. I I can remember a couple of wrestling games that they had but even going to basically pull all the um the like the links for the the games that you had mentioned last week uh, when i was posting the episode up last week um i mean just the the list of the neo geo games that wikipedia has compiled for the cabinet is is pretty impressive and uh just outright uh uh kind of ridiculous walk down uh, uh childhood lane as well so that's that was pretty good yeah yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's been fun, and it's kind of cool. I was just sitting there uh, downstairs, as I said earlier, I was just sitting there with all the lights off, with only the, the CRT and um and that, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, man, I'm like, this CRT is so fucking pretty. Well, I mean. And, like, I'm just sitting there, and, like, all the colors are popping, and yeah. it's so vibrant. So I mean that way you can start get working on your uh, working on your your uh, summer tan for the uh, for outdoors, so you can use that to, to start baking <laughs> in as opposed to actually going outside. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it was one of those things where it was like, I haven't, I, I play a lot of retro games, but I haven't, like, you know, really sat down and been, like, kind of, like, actually kind of excited about playing something. Mm-hmm. And I was playing, and I was about halfway through, I was definitely kind of like, okay, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of fun. I'm just sitting in a chair in front of it, you know. I'm like, this I don't know, if somebody walked in, like, it's like, if, if, if somebody had seen me right then, I'd be like, man, I would either look like two extremes of the spectrum. I'd either look like a token nerd or, like, super fucking cool, because I'm just sitting there just playing an arcade cabinet 
where I fucking live. Like, well, you're like the two year old that's standing too close to the TV. I mean, I think more than likely that's the majority of the thing that like people would see coming in. It's like, yeah, take a step back. Like you'll kill your (laughs) eyes, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, you know, that my, my bet would, or if I was uh, putting money on it, that would be the the one that I would say most people would see right away. But I think you would probably eventually talk them into the latter one, but you know, it's, it's not the initial one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. That's definitely kind of surreal. <laughs> going on the uh, um, the pile driver and suplex and hip toss and all that stuff. The the suplex being the, the key word. Uh, WWE was in Chicago over the weekend for one of their uh, their house shows, mm-hmm. um, and based off of, I think the circus being at in Rosemont um, at Allstate Arena, which is where we went to over uh, Christmas. Um, they actually returned to the United Center for like the first time in 10 plus years or something like that. Um, so the Allstate Arena being in Rosemont, cheaper, uh, you know, event fees and all that stuff. So that's where like they usually always go. That's where money in the bank is unfortunately going to be this summer, so that's another, you know, some uh, some breaking news that we had talked about earlier this year when uh, I was hoping it was going to be in walking distance to us down here or at least at the United Center since it was uh, not uh, released where it was going to be yet, but uh, Money in the Bank is, is going to be back out in Rosemont, so we'll have to truck out there on uh, Sunday, June 15th to, to hit that up, but... Um, this past Saturday they were in, and the whole entire week, uh, actually a couple weeks, they were advertising the shit out of Brock Lesnar showing up, Brock Lesnar being there, uh, you know, the universal champion defending his title, all of that bullshit. Um, so we didn't go. That We had some friends in town, and I ended up catching up with them during the day and everything, and I didn't plan to go because we were originally going to go to the Elimination Chamber when I was out in Vegas last month, um, but then some of the other travel that popped up uh, this week where we're going and then uh, next month um, – that kind of superseded that. So we, we kind of caught off on both of those. Um, but luckily we did because the, I don't know if it was the, the main event. I'm hoping it wasn't. Um, but there was uh, the one match where Lesnar was, was there and he did show up. So he, it's not like he, uh, no showed on raw that week and he actually did show up. Uh, he wrestled Kane, um, who Kane hasn't been on TV since <laughs> prior to the triple threat match where like Braun pulled stuff down on top of him and all that shit. Um, so they, uh, they had the match. Um, somebody on Twitter timed it. It lasted 34.9 seconds. Um, so it was almost, you know, it's pushing the, the whole, uh, Kevin Nash as diesel, uh, winning the title over Bob Backlund at a house show where he kicks him, uh, in the stomach off the bat and jackknifes him. So he won it in under eight seconds. Um, so uh, no title change hands here, but it was uh, a nice showing of 34.9 seconds for the quote unquote universal champion. Um, and now one of my favorite hobbies has become going to any official WWE post, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, um, and that that has Lesnar in there, and just reading the comments um, because I, I think they're misconstruing um, what they're calling heat versus people that just don't give a shit. Um, yep. And so, like to me, it's complete indifference on that. Where like I'm not going to actively boo him. I'll just change the channel, and that's pretty much everything that's happened. Yep. That's like a, a reason why I didn't care about going because I pretty much assumed it was going to be like that, or it was going to be a shoot where it you know nothing even happened or whatever. And I mean, again, I can't stand Paul Heyman um, as a character. Um, so like I, I'm not going to actively listen to him either make excuses for something or to to just play the part or whatever. Um, 
So I'm I'm really hoping that come uh, what's is, is that Mania is it the next whatever the next branded um, uh, whatever the next raw branded pay per view would be that there's something that happens there because yeah I think it's got to be um, uh, oh because they get they got fast lane and then Mania. Yeah, so that's what it's got to be because it's got to be fast lane next weekend and the media after that. So I mean, I'm hoping soon enough that I mean, like I'm indifferent to Roman Reigns, but like he shows up, he works, he can do stuff, and like he he, he at least wrestles week to week, um, as opposed to not giving a shit about uh, Lesnar. And like I mean, before it was like when I jumped back into it, it was like it was all Suplex City, blah blah blah, and that's where like he was out suplexing everybody all the time. But it's like now, like you forget he's even there because he just never shows up. Um, so I, yeah. I thought that was interesting, uh, and that's kind of the the way they keep playing it and kind of pushing that. So it, it's something where um, it's interesting the kind of conversations I have on on Facebook with some some other friends who watch wrestling, um, where like with that and like the uh, Raw tag division and stuff, it's just c- like complete indifference. And before like Raw was on fire, and now it's just like a, a pile of flame. It's still on fire, it just happens to be a pile of flaming dog shit, um, as opposed to uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, the, the fire. <laughs> NBA jamming out, sir. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then, so like everybody else is like, like SmackDown has it all. But then I saw like some YouTube videos where it's like, can SmackDown do anything right? Um, which is interesting because I think, I think after last year and the whole gender, like getting gender off of the, um, SmackDown championship, uh, and, and having AJ take that back. Like, I I think they've been on a, a much better run since then. Um, and so it's interesting to see the, the two different pieces, uh, the two different brands, uh, and how they're, how they're working and everything. So, uh, that was just a a little bit of a, an observation and kind of a, um, both like infuriating indifference as well as like completely Mm -hmm. what I expected from Lesnar showing up in Chicago. So is is he actually, I was going to say, is he still actually in your apartment there or is he hiding in the closet too? Or is he just no showing in, in your apartment too? He's actually still decorated. Him and Seth Rollins are actually still decorated from Christmas. Christmas. Uh, (laughs) No. Um, I mean, he's, I see him more in my apartment than I do on TV. Um, but, um, no, I have been saying for months and months, I haven't even said it here that I believe that Lesnar has been absolutely detrimental to the product. Um, because that title does not feel like it has any value. And the issue is because you've made Lesnar this unstoppable monster. You've made Braun Strowman this unstoppable monster. Uh, and I think they're both, I think they're both hurting the product in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the only person that can even beat them is Roman Reigns. So you have this insane, talented, like these insane, talented and I don't look like I would. It's so it's so messed up. I would much rather have like you. I'd much rather have Roman as champion than Braun be, uh, or not Braun uh, than Brock, Brock because at least that belt will go on somebody else. Because Roman Roman will drop that belt to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's going to so, show up. It's gonna it's gonna have matches that make sense. Like I mean, obviously, again, we're in a different era now. Like you're not just changing belts at a house show on a whim just to get people going to house shows like anything that happens like you know about and all of that stuff um so i understand how they like they plan title changes and stuff like that but i mean just having the the belt on tv and actually in matches makes it mean something as opposed to it's no longer there and when it is like 
nobody gives a shit because it's like it's a cop out of the simplest variety and it's yeah. just like it, it, pointless almost i i that i agree i fully agree that a champion does not always have to defend their title week in and week out i agree with that however that champion needs to be on television every single fucking week <laughs> um you know or it every two weeks you know, make it when you're they, what they're going for was to make it seem like the championship was so important. It didn't even show up on the television when, you know, and when it did, it was supposed to be special. The issue is, is that when you have someone who shows up so little as much as Brock Lesnar, it doesn't feel like it's worth anything. It's 110 percent like out of sight, out of mind. Like, I mean, it just, it's, nobody sees it, yep. so nobody cares. Yep. Like, it's completely different than what they're going. Yep. As opposed to somebody he, where you've got AJ week in and week out. I mean, not even necessarily, yep. like, representing it, but he's there doing commentary or interviews and stuff like that. And so I, yep. I, I, exactly. I understand it could be different characters and different, like, skills and stuff like that. But it's like, if that, if that guy's your champion, then if he can't do the mic work or he doesn't want to do the ancillary stuff... Maybe he shouldn't be the champion type thing. So it's not it's not even, you know, the the fact that it's the it is like he's the big monster. It's just that it's the work ethic type thing. And it, again, like you said, it, it hurts the brand so much that it just makes sense to for it to be somebody else. Yeah, I am um, like, I think that hurts, um, especially the, w- the way that they've booked Brock. Um, and I actually think that. Strowman is actually starting to become the way they've booked him is starting to become a bit of a hindrance um, because he can't take a pin. Well, and that's uh, the and interesting thing. Match, he's like the strongest person in it. Yeah, I mean, that's where, again, like you were saying, I think you said that last week or the week before, similar to that, where it's kind of making him into that same monster where, like, I, I hope Roman takes the belt off of Brock uh, at, at Mania. Um, I mean, after that, it would then make sense for uh, Strowman to be able to do that um, over over uh, Roman. But uh, again, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like if they wanted to give Braun the belt, like they would have done it by now um, as far as like monster versus monster type oh. thing. Um, but there was a, an interesting point that uh, one of my friends made on, on Facebook um, in, in some of that conversation as far as I forget which one it was um but it was in, in regard to the the raw tag division uh where again it's there's mm-hmm. really not anybody there like uh, jason jordan's another one where it's like i just don't really care like oh. what he says um where like in ring stuff is okay like he's he's fine to work it but then they have to play the angle and he's got to fuck it up somehow um so then it just everything just goes sideways um and then, like, I mean, the bar is actually not bad. Like, I've grown to like them. They're they're pretty decent. Um, but, again, there's just, like, nobody yeah. else that they can really go with. Um, and uh, I want to say, I guess the Revival's role, right? So, like, they're, show, they're trying to play up the Revival as, like, this, so, yeah. this old-school uh, title team and all that stuff, or tag team and all that stuff. Um, you know, and... It's Gallows and Anderson. Like... <sighs> Uh, I don't. And so, I mean, so there's a handful of other people there, but again, it's indifferent. So his, his point was, if you're not going to give Strowman the, the raw belt, 
give them the raw tag titles and just have every match be like a two on one thing because then eventually like you can build up other teams around him and do that but then it's still kind of like the gimmick where he's a monster among men and he can just do two on one with everything so eventually he can take you know non-title pins and everything because you're two on oneing in the entire time but it's uh, you can build up a story until you figure out what the hell you want to do with the tag titles as opposed to just kind of having it on the bar by default and then having a like this uh carousel of characters that are just rotating in that aren't actually teams coming in and just being in like they're not always or they're not ever going to last with the belts over the bar because they're a viable tag team or something so i thought that was an interesting point. yeah no that makes that makes a lot of sense i just oh my god like they have made that product um i'm gonna mention this uh, since we are in wrestling talk um, and then go back to the original thing so it's not a t- terrible diatribe. Uh, so uh, there are rumors that it looks like Fox Sports is actually looking looking to purchase the broadcast rights for Raw and SmackDown. Interesting. Um, yes. And one of those things, one of these rumors, I don't know how um, verifiable that is. Viable it is. But, yeah, um uh, it was the reason Raw went to three hours was because USA wanted to fill its entire prime slot time slot with Raw. Um, so if if Fox Sports actually does get does get the broadcasting rights, Raw goes back to two hours uh, because Fox Sports would not give up three hours of mm-hmm. that. I I don't see them. There's no way I see them doing that. Those are games. Those are what? You know, those are primetime. Like, those would be primetime college games. Yeah. That's part of the spot. So, um, and they've made. So, the reason I mention that is because they've made Raw such an, a chore to sit through <laughs> that it is. So, I can't, I can't, I can't watch five hours of wrestling every week. It's tough. Um, you know, and people probably poo poo and go, oh, you're not watching New Japan and. Dragon's Gate and, and all this and and and, and, and that. I I don't look. I consume what you'll put in front of. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like for me to watch New Japan, I have to pay for another subscription service. Make sure I have a device that streams it, and actively look for it. I mean, I That's I get it on our issue. on our uh, digital cable, but again, it's I don't know the schedule, and I I just haven't looked it up. So yep. that's something where like it, it's minimal. The bar's pretty low for me to to jump over to New Japan. Like I watched the <laughs> uh, um, the Omega versus Jericho match and stuff uh, at like Wrestle Kingdom yeah. or whatever it was or whatever. So like that special they had, but. Um, that's one where I can't get their schedule down for it's it's not the like direct from Japan it's whatever the like the access TV yeah. or whatever is here so like we have it but it's it's never on like a consistent schedule um, but yeah I mean I'm the same way it's like raw or like raw and SmackDown are on USA it's in the channel like it's in the <laughs> it's it's in the set list of channels that f- since I've known how to use a remote control like there's a handful of channels that I always like jump through which it's like you know, USA, Comedy Central, Sci-Fi, MTV, ESPN. Yep. Like, that's, like, what I just rotate through. So the fact that it's on there means, like, it's what I'm going to come back to as opposed to needing to go figure yep. out on another service or switch to Xbox to stream something or whatever. Yeah, and and because because it's so long and because they have to fill up 
so much time. You have all of your matches lose the feel of importance. Um, you know, if you watch an average SmackDown, um, which is at two hours um, and also live, I think they may get in five to six matches mm-hmm. or four to six, depending on the on the show. Um, that's not everybody on the roster. Oh yeah. yeah, like you don't see every you know you don't see everybody on the roster. Um, and you know, I I will give SmackDown. You know, if it, that does seem better planned out with Raw, it's just everybody throws like it's up there and. All the matches are so important, and what makes it worse is you can tell who's going to win because of basically who they're protecting. Um, and you know, I want to sit down and like I watched the elimination chamber. Uh, did you get a chance? To, did we talk about that? Uh, no, actually, no, we haven't. We haven't because that was um, that was last last weekend, and we haven't we didn't actually talk about it. So yeah, I mean, we can we can go through that too. So. Just, you know, general brief thing. I watched that, and that was the most disappointed I have ever been with a pay-per-view in a very long time. Like, I have seen pay-per-views and felt... I have never... Since, like, with the network, I've seen, like, fucking Roadblock. Boy, that fucking felt like a great... But I have never, ever since I have paid my $9.99 a month for the WWE Network, I have never felt robbed from a pay-per-view uh-huh. before that last Elimination Chamber. I mean, I, I think... It uh, was all just the best. I forget what... Because they, they let it off with the Women's Chamber, and the Women's Chamber started out good. I mean, I you could tell that uh, the title wasn't going to change hands and that Alexa was going to win, so like I'm fine with that. Um, they had some good spots in it. Some of it was okay. Some of it was you know subpar. But, I, I mean, I think for the first time uh, for the women being in there um, and then like some of the the angles that they had in there like i i thought it was it was well done like it, it could have been better some of it could have like flowed a little better um but I, I was i was pleasantly surprised with that and then for me it went downhill after that um like the yeah it, it i mean at least and it just you know continued downhill because it ended on the bottom slope of the with the guy's chamber being like a complete waste of time and completely uninteresting like it, like i understand kayfabe and everything but then basically like to have like Strowman like literally like just running power slam after running power slam after running power slam like everybody in the goddamn cage and then like so like he can obliterate everyone and like like why wouldn't he just keep doing that and then somehow Roman is able to knock him out and you know pin him for that one that just seems ridiculous um and and so the just the the way the men's one ended or the, or just went was just utterly ridiculous to me <laughs> they had a couple good spots i mean there were some good ones like with uh i mean stroman throwing uh throwing the miz off the top of the pot and stuff like that so they they did have some good spots but as far as just angles and like how it ended and all that stuff it was it was completely yeah. pointless and to be honest i don't remember any match in between oh my god I was just gonna ask you. I think I think the women's match was match of the night simply because I can only remember two, <laughs> and that was the better match. <laughs> and that's the issue. That's the issue. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like you know the fact that neither one of us watched this. It was at most two weeks ago. Yeah. Neither one of us watched this in its entirety, 
and we can only remember two things, and both of us feel the same about it. Nine We're days both ago. I, just, I looked at my calendar and counted. That was nine <laughs> days ago. <laughs> I can remember what I had for lunch nine days ago. Mm-hmm. I can't I can tell you what I can tell you what I ate during during elimination chamber, but I can't tell you what actually <laughs> happened during the elimination chamber. How fucked is that? Yeah. I can tell you what my room doing during the elimination chamber, but I can't remember what actually happened in it. Um I mean that's just you know it's the that's the problem is that the well god what was the pay per view before that was the Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah okay so the Royal Rumble you know, had a big, big feel, right? Um, you know, okay, the women's rumble, you know, I, you know, sort of remember that. Uh, the men's rumble, I kind of remember that. The tag matches, you kind of remember those. Like, you know, like, those were just substantially better than, um, you know, what they put forth with the Elimination Chamber. And, that's how raw it is every single week. Just that level of stuff that doesn't make any sense. These people are super, pro- you know, protected. I mean, dude, like that crowd. Do you see how hot that crowd is for Finn? And they won't give that dude a win. Yeah. When it matters over anything. And then on top of it, how this is the issue. How much of a monster are you going to make Braun Strowman, where he eats? six finishers at least and still yeah come on i I mean all it takes is a fucking spear from roman reigns oh my god that's like Like, one of the (sighs) in one of the other podcasts i was listening to i forget which one but that's what they were talking about where i'm every like everybody was getting upset and kind of pissed off that like everybody oh good this this also reminded me of of something else i want to do i gotta bring it up on my phone but it's a good topic to, to go to next um about finishers, um, <laughs> but uh, everybody complained about everybody eating finishers and like still, you know, going through it and winning and all of that stuff and just not being um, and you know finishers not being what they were because you know back in the day, Nash hit a jackknife power bomb and that was it. You know, Razor's Edge, that was it. Blah blah blah. And so, but now everybody, you know, you would take one, two, three, four, whatever finishers and still kick out or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. Where like going through all of those guys and having other finishers, and then it's like just a couple, like a couple of spears, and not even like spear pin attempt, but like spear, 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 and okay, now he's done. Like it, it seems odd that it's like one versus the other, um, but. Going off the the end of that, like it seems like the again WWE marketing and social media is really trying to to go um, overboard on this. So they shared something. It was uh, an Instagram post where it was like, "Think you know your favorite WWE superstars?" And I'll I'll post all the links to this because I took screenshots. Um, so they had a couple. They had a couple superstars, and they had. Um, their height, their hometown, and their signature move. So the first one that was scrolling through was Sasha Banks. Um, she's five foot five inches from Boston. Her signature move is the bank statement. The bank statement, Banks pulls back on the upper body of her opponent, causing a submission. Okay, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, she had a couple other pieces of way to set it up, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's a kind of a, a you know, Boston Crab for the back type thing. So that that's understandable. Um, <coughs> Randy Orton, six foot five inches, weight 250 pounds because they had that for uh, the, the guys. 
think I think the bank statement's more of a rolling rolling crossface. Well, th- that's really what it is. But then, like, she ends up in the submission move, um, and then so it's more of the the rolling to flip them over and then leaning back, as opposed to them just capturing. This is the theme of of this segment, I gotcha. I um, gotcha. as opposed to then ending okay, up sorry. in just the, the crossface <laughs> in the back. But but you're you're on the right track. So so keep thinking. Um, <laughs> Uh, Randy Orton is six foot five inches, um, so he's five inches taller than me, which would be pretty impressive to look up at. Uh, weight two hundred fifty pounds. Uh, hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, signature move: the RKO. Orton applies a face lock and dives onto his back, bringing his opponent down face first onto the mat. Now that that's you know pretty decent, pretty good description. Right. It's more accurate than the bank statement. Um, description uh, for me, you could have just said he does a diamond cutter, and that's exactly the same thing. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's a, another uh, um, is it GIF or GIF type discussion uh, for another time. Um, and now, so we well, go to Shawn Michaels. Well, no, it, okay, that's actually called that's actually called a cutter. Yeah, like, that's the official. It's a cutter. That's the official name of the move. Exactly. <laughs> So it, the fact that like it's uh, everybody calls it, it's still called the RKO as opposed to obviously DDP being out of wrestling um, and tangentially yeah. associated with a lot of stuff with DDP yoga and everything. But still, like to me, it's always a diamond cutter. And so like RKO to nowhere before where that was DDP's gimmick, where it was a diamond cutter out of nowhere. So yeah, same thing. So at least that had and a, Johnny a, Aces. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, that had a certain level <laughs> of description, and so you can understand what's going on. So Shawn Michaels. HBK, WWE Hall of Famer, like many, many years and, you know, some of the best bits and, and things of, of that height, six foot, one inch weight, 225 pounds, hometown, San Antonio, Texas, signature move, sweet chin music, Michaels kicks his opponent in the chin. That's their description of sweet chin music. <laughs> Like, there could not be a less underwhelming description of a finishing move <laughs> that you could describe for something called sweet chin music. Like, you could just riffing it. And I was like, I saw it, so I screenshotted it. And I was just thinking, like, okay, give me like five seconds to think of a better description. Um, standing super kick where Michaels connects with the heel of his boot to the chin of his opponent. Like, that, that just gives it more oomph as opposed for to. Sure. His finisher is he kicks him in kicks the it, face. He kicks him, in, yeah, kicks his opponent in the chin. Like, it, was this a templating issue where you ran out of space to be able to like write text on there? Because like you you took up three lines for the RKO, but you you took up one and a half for for sweet chin music. So was this like kicks him in the face? And there was one other person. I'll go back and see if I can find the post to see who the other one was. Um, it was. Oh. Somebody that was indifferent, but I mean, like Michaels was the last one, like when you're scrolling through on Instagram as well. So I was like, were you just getting lazy by the end of it? Um, but that was one where it's just like, come on, you're not even trying now. Like this is the shittiest description of like a finishing move ever. Um, and so it's just like, if, if say like in a cabinet, like if they had like WWE WrestleMania in a, in a cabinet somewhere and it was like, Ooh, his finishers. Like, let me look at the finishing moves to see which one, which character I want to play to do the finisher. Like there's no way in hell based on that description. I'm doing sweet chin music. It's like, he'll kick his, he'll kick him in the face. Like, okay, that's underwhelming. Like I would go like a power bomb or something, but yeah. So I, I caught that. Uh, I think it was yesterday when I was, I think I was on the bus and I, I took some of that. So that was, uh, um, 
I, I got a couple of good chuckles out of that, and I'm glad you did as well. So I'll uh, I'll either post those images up or <laughs> link to the uh, link to the, the Instagram uh, post as well to see uh, just how underwhelming some of the uh, some of the finishers are being described now. So maybe that's another reason why we're going that that route as well because uh, the finishers are, are kind of uh, poopy and they need to be more exciting. They are, they're going the basically lulled TNA way of doing it. Um, you basically okay. So like, as often as finishers um, kick out, or, as often as finishers basically end a match, um, kicking out of finishers is like you know it's something that's basically like supposed to be special. Yep. Um, you know, and the way that they're just like treating those finishers, I kick out of a fin. You kick out the 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 idea behind kicking out of a finisher is basically like this match is so important you kick out on sheer will. Basically, right? going That's back to like the good idea. old days of like yeah. the, of the warrior grabbing the ro- ropes and charging up and all that stuff. Like yeah. it, it goes from like you kicking yeah, out of yeah. a finisher to doing that, and then the you know kind of turning the match around type thing. Not just like it's a finisher and you kick out, yeah. and then the other the opponent still has control of the match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, man. So they they get like this sometimes where they're booked like not very good. Um, I mean, we're what three weeks away from WrestleMania? Four weeks, maybe a month. It's that first weekend of April, isn't it? Yep, it's the Sunday of April, exactly. first Sunday in April. So that's the the weekend of C two E two for us here. So I'll be uh, out uh, comic conning it up uh, Friday through Sunday, and then uh, I won't have to worry about any of that. Uh, you know, last day of the con depression because then I'll just come home and look at all of my haul, and then uh, jump right into WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see we've got one, two, three, four. Okay. So it's four weeks. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Their booking gets any better. Um, but their cards kind of all over the place right now. So we'll see. I hope it's good. I hope, you know, um, I hope Watch the title and just goes back to UFC, just gets him away from my television. Yeah, um, anything that can happen to, to get him off my TV and keep him off my TV is going to be good. Um, <laughs> I saw people, even though he's like never there. <laughs> yeah, it, to begin with, so it's kind of like uh, uh, I mean, it's more kind of like the whenever you buy something and you're trying to like future proof something where like it's not a, you never actually get like to the the issue that you're trying to future proof yourself for, but just the fact that you know and you like you you have 100 percent confidence that it's never going to happen just makes you feel happier. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of cons, I don't think we got a chance to talk about playthrough. Uh, no, we haven't. Like we were trying to get something set up with Chris, and then um, him and I have the most dysfunctional way of communicating. Where he he messages me uh, a bunch, and I'm never available, and then I message him a bunch, and he's never available. Um, so, I mean, at this point, you know, we may him and I may as well just try to communicate through a, a goddamn uh, message in a bottle, but. Um, so we, because I mean, he was there. So I don't know <laughs> if you guys caught up at all when you were there, um, or you saw him, or, or I, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you want to give your rundown of playthrough, that'd be good. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see him. It was kind of playthrough was kind of weird. Um, um, I did end up having both of those weekdays off, uh, so that was nice. Um, 
I went and so, you know, I own some video games. Um, coming to Freeform, what is that? Um, Freeform is what ABC Family sorry, used I, to be. Oh, they get Cloak and Dagger? Yep, the new Marvel oh. series that's coming out uh, soon. It actually yeah. looks pretty good. I, I'm so, excited for it. With the, It uh, does. That's why I'm kind of like, Freeform? The, uh, <laughs> with the success that Hulu had with kind of the, the teen, preteen, tween uh, angst for, um, for Runaways, uh, this is another one that's supposed to be very similar in that nature and kind of deal with like a, a lot of hard-hitting social issues um, due to age and race and gender and all that stuff. So this, this one does look pretty good. Yeah, no, it does look good. That's why I was like, what is free? I'm going to have to check this out. So um, it's still still loosely related. Stupid Facebook distracted me. Um, so I went um, I went both day, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I ended up getting a free pass, which was pretty cool. Um, weaseled my way to a free pass, which was nice. So I had even more money to spend at the convention. And um, so generally when I go to those conventions – um, a successful convention trip for me is basically getting something really sweet to add to my collection. Um, and my issue this year was like last year I bought the copy of Tank and Tank. I bought like four really rare games in a really uncommon system. Right. So I felt pretty productive last year, um, even though I had spent, you know, money or whatever, but I felt pretty productive. Um, this year, uh, I owned everything. Um, <laughs> I owned everything. Like, I, I, um, so I went to this convention looking for a really nice another collection piece to add to the collection. Um, and I owned everything. They're like, Do you have this? It's like, Yeah. You have this? Yeah. Like, I didn't see anything I didn't, you know, I didn't see anything I didn't have or that I know I couldn't have, like, waited for. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, like what the only thing I didn't have was a copy of Harvest Moon uh, that someone was trying to sell. And um, I I didn't want to play a fucking farming simulator on the Super Nintendo uh, for like 200 (laughs) bucks. I was I wasn't going to do it. Like that's where you draw the line. I have bought some stupid shit in my life, especially when it comes to games. Like, the games I did buy were, like, Sega Master System games and unlicensed Bible games, right? I'm willing to pay $200 to play fucking Sunday Fun Day, which is a fucking religious-themed fucking skateboard-based platformer that's terrible, which is a reskin of an unlicensed game called Menace Beach. That sounds Uh, amazing. Just like I, I never knew that game existed, but now like that's like oh like I have a desire to like uh to just find that game and play it now too. Fuck it, you know I, I'll play the shit out of Sunday Fun Day or Menace Beach, fucking farming simulator. Pass like those games. Like if I wanted to do that, like I own some Harvest Moon games or whatever. But if I wanted to do that, I would just play Stardew Valley because it's more portable, more up-to-date, and you can do more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, hell, I just bought it on the Wii U shop. Um, but but uh, the friend that I went with, he, uh, he purchased purchased that, and, look what I got! And I was just like, okay. You're a farming simulator. You you bought a game to pretend it was, like, 1837, and it's a bad year for crops. Like, 
you know, you bought a game to to, to do that. But well, and that's what, like, I understand, like, like, a lot of the ridiculous simulators, like a goat simulator and that stuff. Um, but, like, a lot of the other ones where, like, no, it's a legit simulator. And, like, you're trying to actually do what you're trying to do. And there's no irony whatsoever in there. That's what I start to get, like, a little a little wonky with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, the, the, the appeal to those is that they sort of have, like, date, you know, like, day-to-day and, like, and like cutesy folksy kind of charm um because it's basically like the majority like that's basically you know the you know like a japanese interpretation of you know america fantasy land and and farming times you Mm -hmm. know so um yeah so i i had no interest in that and i owned everything else like it was just kind of a bummer like i'm walking around they didn't have like a ton of stuff to do this year. Um, and the vendors, you know, I'm looking there. I'm like the vendors. I'm like, can you show me something? I don't fucking own. Like, I don't have like, you know, it made me feel I have never been in one of those situations where I literally owned everything. Like I've been to magic tournaments or whatever. And you know, there's always, I, I always find something kind of weird or unique because that's how I always build my collections. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've got a whole bunch of textless cards that I don't know quite what they do. Like you ask me the text <laughs> and a ponder, we're going to guess. <laughs> but um, I, I brainstorm, then put two back. Is that right? Then shuffle. It, it, like, it becomes fun. Um, it, like it, it brings, you know, uh, <laughs> when, when you're when you need to actually remember the Oracle text when you're in a high pressure situation, it, it becomes uh Something that, you know, what what do I actually have to do here? And then, you know, you start sweating bullets and everything. So it's a little bit more fun that way. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, so it was I was just kind of bummed because there wasn't anything, like, really cool that I could go home with. And um, the person that I went with, they bought a whole bunch of stuff and were, like, super excited. Um, and then it was funny. I know this person's probably never going to listen to the podcast. But so there's this person that we uh, play Magic with. Um, and... Uh, that I played magic with, or played magic with at uh, the, the shop that I freelance for ish, um, and uh, they have a copy of uh, Gunnack, and uh, Gunnack is a very uncommon and very expensive NES game. So it's Sunday, and I'm sitting sitting at the end of Sunday with my two hundred dollars in spending money. It was like two, th- it was like two fifty, but I bought a whole bunch of nachos. Mm-hmm. Um. And because there's nothing else for me to fucking buy, and um, he, he he the dude the dude brought the car the that his cop, and um, uh, at first he brought like uh, he's like oh yeah I got some games I'm trying to sell or trade and they're all just uh, I don't know how much you know about Atari games, they're all fucking worthless, and he had like a bag of the most common Atari games that he was trying to get rid of, like uh, combat. And like Circus Atari, which there were probably like 15 million. There were probably more, more copies of Combat, like in existence, than there are pennies. Yeah, I mean the only um, real like I I grew up playing some Atari games, but like my bread and butter on Atari was bowling, and that was pretty much it. So other than that, I don't know much about the the Atari game uh, yeah. game market. Yeah, so they're all worth basically about dimes and nickels. Nothing. Um, for the. Ma- yeah, so for the most part, they're worth like dimes and nickels. I don't even I don't even pay a dollar for them if I see them. Um, I've actually the only time 
have ever paid more for an I think actually no, I think I paid fifty cents for the one thirty dollar Atari game that I own. <laughs> um <laughs> just because it's uncommon. <laughs> and it, it came with the instruction paper. Um But yeah, he like had just like imagine someone basically handing you draft bulk and be like, Yeah, yeah. And then in their binder there's like a black lotus. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, are you going to get rid of that? And they're like, well, no. <laughs> and I'm like, then why'd you bring it, dude? Like, I offered him, I offered him all the money I had on me. I go, the game's worth about 180 I will pay you 180 <laughs> for it just to save me the hassle mm. of getting it eBay. He's like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I want like 250 <laughs> Okay. Well, have fun with that. Yeah. And, good luck. Um, yeah. So he uh, he you know did his nonsense and and all that and um so I ended up saving a bit of the, I dude I bought books I bought some Sega Master System games some unlicensed games like I didn't buy anything that was like really cool mm-hmm. or like anything that would go off to people like I bought some books I haven't even like really f- flipped through like I take one to work every day. And it, I just bring it. I bring it. I bring it into the office, and it just sits there. And I read like half a game review and just go okay, and then just put it back and go back to doing what I was doing before. Well, like, like I'm looking over the top of my mic into my bookcase, and I see like a stack of stuff that I got at C2E2 last year, and it's like again similar, where not tons of stuff to write home about, like stuff I was happy to find and, and pick up and bring home, but stuff that I still haven't read and or like it's not something I'm hanging up or looking into, you know, have it be the latest and greatest type stuff that I, I'm picking up at, you know, there or San Diego or whatever. Yeah. Like I am, um, I, I just absolutely baffled. Like I was just so disappointed. Like I was hoping to walk out of there with, you know, I wasn't looking to walk out of there with like, you know, a Parisian Nintendo game or anything like that. But, you know, I was, looking to maybe walk out with a copy of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers 2 or um, is there a big game on the Super Nintendo I wanted? Um, like, you know, Pocky and Rocky 2 or Wild Guns or something like mm-hmm. something that would be like really fun to play and like or, or just a weird oddity like Super Noah's Ark 3D, uh, which is licensed reskin of Doom uh, where you're Noah on an Ark and you shoot apples in the faces of goats that charge you. <laughs> Like where the hell have I uh, like have you been all my life telling me about these unlicensed like Bible games like this is shit I needed to know like twenty years ago or like twenty five years ago like this is insane like now I need to find these things. Um, yes, so you know I absolutely I have gotten very close to buying a copy of uh, of uh, Super Noah's Ark 3D for the Super Nintendo. It's actually really funny because to be able to play it, you have to basically take a license game and plug it into the top of it, into the <laughs> plug it into the top of the game uh-huh. to get past the Super Nintendo's lockout lockout chips. Okay, uh, <laughs> but it's really funny. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So um, I was looking for like something, or maybe you know, um, oh god, what is that? Captain Novalin, uh, um, who is like a, a dentist. It's like a dentistry themed uh, <laughs> for the Super Nintendo. Or um, oh god, there's one. 
Oh, God. Hold on. I got to think. I can't remember the exact name of it. Let me see if I can get the. Give me one second. Uh, let's see. Come on, Google. Do your Google. I need you to go faster. Oh, God. I gotta remember the name of this, and Google's moving so fucking slow. Oh, no, Captain Novelin. Correction. Uh, Captain Novelin is not a dentist-themed game. I was thinking of another game. It is actually the diabetes-themed platformer, uh, where it teaches you how to manage your blood sugar if you're a diabetic. I obviously have lived a very sheltered life because these are things that GamePro hid from me when I was a youth. And, I mean, these are things that, you know, should have been brought to my attention yesterday, to quote Jim Carrey. Um, And actually, no, that's not even a correct attribution because that's Adam Sandler, um, for those of you paying attention. Um, But, yeah, that... Again, this is this is a wormhole that I now have a problem with. Like instead of building legacy decks, I'm going to go find like unlicensed skins of Super Nintendo and Nintendo games that I need to play. And I like one of the things is that I've, you know, I've gone through um I love so I'm actually um one of the things slowly trying to write um I was talking. There's a local independent publisher who pu- publishes a lot of uh, nonfiction stuff, and one of the things that I was working on, uh, thinking about um, actually putting together sort of uh, a, a start to a pitch of a few essays of basically um, focused on my personal journey with pop culture and nostalgia, um, and part of the reason that I love all of that stupid shit. And all of those weird unlicensed games or the porn games for NES or, or you know, Action 52, which is an, a, a, a troche, an atrocious mess that some, you know, two programmers programmed in like a week and a half and a meth and a coke fueled rage. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that my mom would have gotten me growing up if I had those systems. Okay. Right? So, like, in essence, basically, what you know, the first piece that I'm working on for that basically is the essence is is that we're not chasing nostalgia per se. We're not chasing that. We're chasing the memories that we could have created with those objects. So, in a way, we're chasing the fantasy, the actual past. Um, oh yeah, I mean, so, that's, that's something very similar uh, to in. Uh... Um, when I actually did listen to the Nerdist podcast, that was something that he would talk about where like whenever he would do stuff for uh, like getting uh, books or buying books and stuff like that, like it was always something similar to buying books. You're, you're buying the books to basically think you have the time necessary to read the books as opposed to buying the books that you actually want to read them with mm-hmm. the content of. Right. And, um, and, you know, as I saying, it's like in a, in a small way that, you know, in a weird small way that brings, you know, I feel closer to my mom in that moment. You know, she's still alive, but, you know, um, I feel closer to my mom in that moment buying that unlicensed game because I know as a kid that's something she would have gotten for me. Because she just wouldn't know any better or it was cheap or, you know, in that weird, you know, uh, in that 
amalgamation of like mixture of it's the right price you know i want to get you something because i love you <laughs> but i don't know what i'm doing that whole kind of messes stuff there um so you know i am you know so i love all of that weird shit i love all that odd stuff i love those hidden gems because you know growing up as a kind of super poor kid that's the kind of stuff i would be able to play like dude i was playing sega genesis in 2003 right like <laughs> sega wasn't even making hardware anymore yeah. and i'm still jamming on a genesis you know <laughs> um so like i've it's always been like that and i knew like the really good games on genesis and i knew the really bad games um and like you know the genesis collection i had as a kid looking back on it was really fucking good and i probably should have held on to more of it uh than i did uh because i got rid of my copy of contra hardcores uh the reason i got rid of that game is because that game is fucking impossible and it is still impossible and it's not fair and it should feel bad it's a mean thing you can do to a kid is to give him a copy of contra hardcore for the sega genesis and expect him to fucking get anywhere be like if you get to level two i'll give you 200 bucks because that fucker's not getting anywhere um but yeah so i love all of that weird and i wasn't able to like get a lot of that um speaking of unlicensed things you should know um so i'm in the possession of a maxi 15 card uh one of the things i got last year um I feel this is a nice little end cap everything. Okay. The um the Maxi 15 cart uh is a cart with 14 games by the uh American by the publisher of like American Video Entertainment. Um let me pull up my proper history here so I don't say anything incorrectly. Um, so, and, and it's, it has 15 games on one cart. Oh my God. Don't update prices. You cock. Just, um, yes, American V and, um, it has 15 games and is this in Fuck, this was actually in the big guide. But it had uh, 15 games in it, and it was advertised in infomercial uh, with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Okay. Uh, and that version of the Maxi 15 cart was supposed to have 21 games on it. And that, it, and that has only uh, aired once. And I imagine those kids who found that very strange... Um, let me see if I can actually find it. Because I've actually never bothered to look it up. But um, I imagine those kids who also got that were often disappointed, much like we're disappointed now, our favorite wrestlers on Raw, and how I was disappointed with playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Perfect end cap. Yeah, that, that's a nice I mean, uh, bring it full circle and... Uh, <laughs> You know everything. Everything's underwhelming. Everything's a little, uh, a little too. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we build everything up too much. Yada yada yada. So yeah, that that's a uh, a perfect. Uh, you know, 
Just uh, keep doing what you're doing because everything you're hoping for for fun is, is just not going to deliver. <laughs> it's all gone and it's all lies. Yes, here you go. Uh, let's see. Um, all right. I am about to... <laughs> <laughs> I am sending you the link to the infomercial. <laughs> nice. Because it is on YouTube. <laughs> and we could put that there. We could put that in there. Oh my god. I don't want happy faces. I just want I just want to see this. It is a very strange commercial. And it starts off strange. There may not be any Mr. T. <laughs> Fuck, it's a 13-minute... Oh, yeah, so it's the infomercial, so it is the whole... Oh, no, Mr. T... Or Hulk Hogan's at the end. World Global Federation is what he is, or whatever that is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and, and watch that all the way through. That just that looks insane. If if we have pictures, I swear to God, we need it's at uh, mark forty one. I swear to God, we need a screen cap of that, and that needs to be all over the that's for the foreseeable future. That is our first in joke. Is that fucking screen cap at fucking forty seconds? Oh yeah, I mean that that's actually legitimately that's right where I paused it, um, and that that's exactly where I paused it. Where it's like it's incredible, dudes. <laughs> Like I mean now like looking at all this stuff like I want to call that number just to see like what it like what where it goes or like I always like all the places where it's like the PO boxes and sending that stuff where you like you want to send that stuff in like 18 years later just to see what they're doing. Um so yeah, so that's that's just insane. So that that's an awesome one. We're taking a screen cap of that right now. Oh, Where's my paycheck, brother? <laughs> oh my god! Oh. That's yeah. That's that's definitely a good one. That's one of the. That's definitely the best. Uh, the best old school video game clip on YouTube that you found or, or we've referenced so far. Oh my god! If you want, if you want like a full education on unlicensed stuff, um, <coughs> uh, we can do a whole fucking episode about weird media and I will give you the entire breakdown. Awesome. That sounds like a, a good one for, for either next week or the, the week after. I also um, double checked uh, some of the timing since I knew it was close. Uh, so I, I was hoping it wasn't this, this week, but um, we're coming up on a year of our uh, modern masters three speculation uh, episode um, so that we did that one on March 14th last year. Uh, so I, uh, I prepped the, uh, um, the spreadsheet and I already hid the columns, uh, for what it was last year. So now I'll, I'll go pull those prices and then we can do, uh, we can run with that next week as well to, to do some, some big Vanna White style reveals on, on what, uh, things were and what we said they'd be. 
oh, they're all going to be wrong, too. <laughs> well, that's so bad. Is So the one thing I didn't account for... Um, is the 1,700 yeah, master sets in between then and now? <laughs> not only that, but the speculators. I oh, did yeah. Not, I did not... I did not think the speculators would be so aggressive. I'm, so, I'm sorry. This the picture is good funny to me. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect that the speculators being so aggressive. <laughs> Much Hulk, which my favorite is like his hand is like kind of like sort of sort of cradling the maxi vision yeah. box. It's like yeah, they, like they they took the time to like have it go. In front of the first part of the M, but behind the second part of the M, so it's just like like there's somebody that like I mean really had to to take the uh, the initiative to figure that out for whatever uh, you know era technology they had to to actually run this uh, video capture. Oh my god, I know, and we probably need to talk about Masters Twenty Five too. Oh my god, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how well or I don't know what our best epi- performing episodes end up being. But yeah, I mean, we can we can oh. run through that. I mean, if it's going to be a magic episode, to at least keep running with uh, with something we did, we can we can touch on that. Um, and then uh, we still have to keep figuring out what our next media swap's going to be since we you know we're uh, we're pressing uh, number two last year for for most of the year and then never got around to it. So we'll have to figure that one out soon. Yes, we could actually – what we can do is um, if we can record next week, um, we can present our items and do that the week after. Yep. Um, or that next episode. Yeah, that's your I think um, – yeah, because that works. And your media um, swap better not be this fucking uh, infomercial. <laughs> no, but man, I feel – man, I feel I feel connected to this in some strange way. Maybe it's because I own the product they're advertising, but I feel I feel like I belong, Rick. Please listen carefully. 